Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Cube, routes 11 and 15, almost warping online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee, by the way. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Play-by-play call of the day. It was the opening night for the Washington Capitals and more history for Alex Ovechkin. Power play that is... Pretty much just a couple of blinks and a couple snaps of the fingers. A puck taken by Ovechkin. He scores! Alex Ovechkin has scored a shorthanded goal. Are you kidding? There were only eight seconds. He scores his second of the game. Ovechkin gets his first shorty in forever. John Walton with the call on the... Capitals Radio Network. As the NHLC, by the way, TNT does a nice job. It was their first time out, but it's always great. The the familiar voices of Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek, Keith Jones between the glass. Good broadcast. Good start. All right. Um, so James Franklin yesterday was asked about the comments made by Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa fan base who repeatedly were booing Penn State players that were hurt during the course of the game. So how does this strategy make sense against a huddle team? People use this strategy to slow people down. Uh, Spread offenses, tempo offenses. They huddle. Um, So that strategy did not make sense in this situation. In, in our six years of playing them, uh, six years straight, um, four and two with our record, has that ever shown up? Has anybody seen that? In my eight years as a head coach, has that showed up at Penn State? In my 12 years as a head coach, has that showed up? Has not showed up? Um, plus our defense is playing lights out. Our defense is playing great. Our defense is playing lights out. We turned the ball over to start the game inside the five-yard line, held no field goal. So, again, go, go back and check it. And, again, I'm not, I'm not talking. I got tremendous respect for the University of Iowa. I got tremendous respect for their fans. It was a hell of a game in a tough environment. I'm not making excuses. I'm just stating how I see the facts. Take, take your fan hats off. I want the Penn State fans to take their hats off. Now let's talk about injuries. Okay, now hold on a second. Before that, now put yourself in the shoes of a parent. Of a parent. Your your son is down on the field for an injury. 
and the, and the stadium is booing them. We didn't just boo that. We booed balls falling off tees by the wind. I don't know who we were booing for that. We weren't gaining an advantage of that. But your son's down on the field with an injury, and I just told you P.J. Mustafer is done for the year, and we're booing. Is that good for college football? Is that good for college football? Now, again, from a strategy standpoint, would it be, would it be strategic for us to tell P.J. Mustafer to go down and fake an injury? One of our best players? One of our starters? One of our captains? Does that make sense? If you're going to do it, you wouldn't do it with your starter, your captain. All right, let's talk about his backup, Devon Elise, who also got bold, uh, booed. So would it make sense for the backup D-tackle, we've already lost our starter, to send him out of the game for a play? I don't think so. AK, maybe our best defensive player. And his probably looked the worst. He went down. Maybe it's because he plays so hard and he was cramping. But am I going to tell AK to go down and not play a play on defense? Does that make any sense? Brisker, he went down twice against Wisconsin. They didn't boo him. Sean Clifford, did we want him to go down and not return in the game? Devin Ford, our starting tailback in the game, went down and did not return in the game. Did we want that to happen? Lovett went down, did not return in the game. Sutherland, our captain, our captain went down and did not return in the game. So it, it was a physical game. Was there a bunch of injuries? I get it. I get it. And, and how it may have looked, I get it. I'm telling you, we don't coach it. We don't teach it. And may it look that way because there was a bunch of injuries in the game? I get it. There was a bunch of injuries in the game. But 70% of those guys never returned. So all I'm saying is I don't think this is right for college football. If a player goes down and it's my son and the stadium's booing him, it's no different than a player going down to practice. One of the things I tell the coaches all the time, a player goes down to practice, what do coaches used to say for 100 years? Get up, you're fine. Well, what if he's not? So I just, I wasn't, I wasn't attacking the University of Iowa. I, I'm, I'm trying to protect college football. And I, I don't think that's the right thing for our game. So I know that was a long answer, but I got people coming into me all day showing me things and things like that. And I got tremendous respect for their program, for their head coach who's been doing it a long time. But I felt like after the game I had to say something because when I got my start and D-tackle P.J. Mustafer down on the field and he can't play for the rest of the season, he's my captain, and they're booing him, I don't think anybody would, would feel good about that. And we had a number of guys go out of the game and never came back. So that was a long answer. There you go. I think it says it all. It was, you know, we we see press conferences and it's a lot of standard answers, and you know, then there's something like that where there's from the heart and absolute uh, depth and honesty to it. How about that? That pretty much lays it out. That's your son, and they're booing him, and he's laying on the field. Meanwhile, your heart is in your throat. Now, on the positive side, the Yankees fired three coaches today, so Matt's in a really good mood. 
I mean, I feel bad, but it was time to move on. You have no idea what AM did. <laughs> now, Nevin, you did, because Nevin was the third base coach. Yes. The Yankees did league the American League in 23 runners thrown out at home plate this year. None worse than against the Red Sox in the second-to-last series of the regular season. And so... Or the wild card game, sorry. Yeah. Devin sent Aaron Aaron Judge. I'm sitting there like going, good, go. (laughs) Come on. So right now, in the majors, the Mets need a manager, the Padres need a manager, and now Mike Schultz out with the Cardinals. They need a manager, and the Yankees have parted away with several members of their coaching staff, yet Aaron Boone, obviously the Teflon man of the operation, remains. Your guy. Eh. You want Boone? He fired, too. Well, like I said... I he's not he was always a big part of the problem, but I don't necessarily care if he comes back because I don't think he's that good a manager. Who is? Alex Cora when he's not banging on garbage cans. Hit the lingerie on the deck, call the janitor. <laughs> he ain't done that in a long time. I know. He's still winning. Um but even seeing that report from Buster only yesterday, if there's doubt in the organization about how Boone, how man, how your manager was handling the game, then you shouldn't bring him back. So I guess I'm leaning towards Noah in, in this case when it comes to people's thoughts on how he handles the bullpen. But like I said, he wasn't the number one problem. Wasn't the number one problem. You're conceding there were problems. Correct including with the GM, who I also, even though I know it's not going to happen, wouldn't, would be okay with leaving. Sometimes when you have, when you have droughts like this, you need a total shakeup, total change. And that includes with the GM. Cashman's done a great job with this organization for a while now, but oh, there's a little no lackluster right. the Cashman. last couple of years. To be honest with you, Brian Cashman has done a great job. Yeah. I mean, the long time he's been there, my goodness. But uh, sometimes uh, it gets stale, and sometimes you got to move on. I think you're heading down that road with Cashman, but that's just me. Well, uh, let's – since the bye week, let's just talk a little baseball for a moment here about this. All right. So let's let's get into a couple things. The Dodgers have a gigantic payroll. There's no getting around it. The Giants really don't. The Red Sox have trimmed back their payroll, but still have a big payroll. The Astros have a decent-sized payroll. Atlanta's kind of like, you know, where they are. So I had somebody ask me today, and I thought this was an interesting question. 
something it was had to do with like you know major league baseball should be really concerned seeing uh so many empty seats at pnc park okay and my answer to, to this person was i said i'll be honest with you i said yeah it's concerning and major league baseball wants franchises to thrive i said but if there were empty seats at yankee stadium they'd really get concerned. If there were empty seats at Dodger Stadium, they'd get concerned. Or Wrigley, or Fenway, right? Other places, you know, bigger markets. And I said, I'll be honest with you, I don't think anybody is sitting in New York saying, oh, look at all the empty seats at PNC Park. They don't care. They don't care. And he said, well, they should care. I said, why should they care? I said, because... Said Major League Baseball just caught a major break. They needed Major League Baseball did either the Yankees or the Red Sox to beat Tampa Bay. I'm just talking from the, an internal point of view, not something that would ever express in public, because Tampa Bay doesn't resonate nationally, even though they're a terrific team. I mean, Wander Franco's terrific. Randy Rosarain is terrific. I mean, you know. So many elements of that team are just really good. I mean, Tampa Bay's really good. I said, but they don't have a brand, and they don't have fans. I mean, there's nothing like watching Yankee Stadium rock in a playoff game. I mean, from a baseball point of view. There's nothing like watching Yankee Stadium rock in a playoff game. There's nothing like Fenway Park rocking in a playoff game. Wrigley Field rocking in a playoff game. Dodger Stadium rocking in a playoff game. And there's a lot of other places. I mean, Detroit, when they have, and Cleveland, when they have the playoffs. Philadelphia, when the Phillies were in the playoffs. Citizen Bank Park shakes, doesn't it? When the Phillies were in the playoffs. Oh, it was total insanity. Right, right. I mean, that's like you know Washington when Washington was in rocked. But the bottom line is, is that you know somebody said, well, Tampa Bay's you know the, you know it, the, all this will run out for them, and it very well may run out for them. Right, but the bottom line is, is that it goes back to what the late George Steinbrenner said about the lesser teams in baseball, and he's absolutely right. Hey, you don't have to have the gigantic payroll, but geez, you gotta be over a hundred million on payroll. You gotta be. Come on. It's not realistic. I mean, I know Tampa Bay is what's Tampa Bay in the sixties? Some number like that's really small. But you realistically you gotta be thinking about the budgeting around a hundred million, maybe a little bit more than that. You don't have to be a two hundred. And he said, and he said, well, they're going. He said, he said it's the owner's problem. They're going to have to straighten it out. That's what the guy said to me. I and I understand the sentiment, except the owners can't straighten it out. You want to know why? The owners can't straighten it out because the players won't let them. When this basic agreement ends at midnight, November thirtieth. The players will once again in Major League Baseball draw the line in the sand on the salary cap. They don't want it. Now, the cap not only means a cap, 
remember what the cap means. Cap means there's a cap, right? So everybody always understands that. But people, I don't think, understand there's a floor. Remember a few years ago in the NBA, the Sixers, when they were going through the, quote, process, they violated the basic agreement. Their, their salary structure fell below the floor. They had, to get their, they had to get their salaries up because they were below the floor. But Major League Baseball, there's no way the players are going, in my mind, at least my opinion is, there's no way they're going to concede that point. Why give up that? And the bottom line is, and I said to him, I said, let's, let's be frank here. I said, ask yourself, why did Garrett Cole get better after he left? Why did Charlie Morton get better after he left? Why did Tyler Glasnow get better after he left? Why did Austin Meadows get better after he left? Why? Other organizations are better at developing players than yours is. And not only that, they're better at drafting. The Pirates could have drafted Mike Trout. They could have drafted Aaron Judge. They could have drafted Mookie Betts. All these guys were available when the Pirates picked. They could have drafted Gary Sanchez, much to your chagrin. And they talk about the mega teams. Oh, when the Phillies won in 2009, or 2008, when the Phillies won in 2008, they had Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Cole Hamels. Exactly what, you know, which free agent is in there? Those are all homegrown guys. Aaron Judge is homegrown. Gary Sanchez is homegrown. I mean, you go through all the homegrown guys that they have. When the Red Sox won the World Series in 18, here's the starting outfield. Andrew Benintendi, Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, they drafted all three guys. Xander Bogarts, Raphael Devers, Christian Vasquez. The guy that started the season at second base was Dustin Pedroia. That's seven of the nine guys in the starting lineup that you developed in your own system. The Pirates, who, who do they develop? Who do they draft? The big teams are great at spending money, but that's not the only reason they're there. The Yankees do a great job of developing talent. The Dodgers do a great job of developing talent. And then sometimes you take some of that talent in your developmental system and you deal it. Chris Sale is not a free agent. They traded for him. Araldus Chapman, they dealt him to Chicago. They got Glaber Torres. Who else they get? They got a couple other guys in that deal, right? They got Glaber Torres. They got Glaber Torres in that deal. But they made trades. I mean, they got Anthony Rizzo. They dealt for him. They gave up. They gave up prospects. They dealt for Anthony Rizzo. Right? The Red Sox needed a guy. They got Kyle Schwarber. They dealt. Inside as a free agent. And Carlos Correa, first overall pick in the draft. Jose Altuve, not really highly thought of. Developed. Alex Bregman. I mean, with the Astros, 
They were out drafting you, and they're out developing you. I saw all their prospects up in Tri-City for years. They were terrific. Like, wow, that guy's good. Wow, that guy's good. That guy's good. And I saw the Pirates organization up close and personal for six years. I remember you talk, I talked earlier about, like, not everybody knows unless you're actually there. I was actually there. I was like, I don't know. I don't see it. I didn't see the organizational philosophy either. Now, those people have all changed. I mean, it's not saying it's Ben Sherrington. But that's what happened. The lower And now back to my George Steinbrenner point. Very quickly. What, what infuriated Steinbrenner was not paying the luxury tax. He was infuriated about paying the luxury tax because teams that got the money kept it. The luxury tax was meant for you to then take it and like, okay, let's go out and get a couple players. The teams that got the luxury tax money kept it. And I keep going back to three years ago. Every team in Major League Baseball got the $50 million in Balco money. What did the Pirates do with theirs? Kept it. The Yankees spent theirs on, on, on Gallo. All right, back with more in a moment. Oh, didn't say it was perfect. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great show for Matt today. The Yankees firing three coaches. So once again, Captain Guillotine strikes. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. I mean, you live for this. This is like... Had to be done. I'm trying to figure out what makes you happier. <laughs> Success or capitalizing on misery? <laughs> no, it's always success. Oh, I don't know. I think people listening think you love them. Like, <laughs> let's capitalize on misery. This will be great. Uh Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sales staff, great. They always work with you. That's how they get so much repeat business. They're just really good at what they do. I mean, customer service means everything. 
and a fabulous service department to back it all up. Believe me, your routine maintenance is just as important as the major stuff, and they take care of it all. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Again, you see my point about, look, the top teams, they talk about all the money they spend, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, whomever it may be. But they do a better job at drafting, and they do a better job at development. Sure, if they need to get a piece, they can get a piece. I got that part. So if you need a hitter, you can get a J.D. Martinez. If you need a pitcher, you can deal four prospects and get a Chris Sale. You know, look what the Yankees did with Chapman. I mean, that was one of the most phenomenal chips I've ever seen in my life. We're going to deal them to the Cubs, get great players, including Glaber Torres. Oh, and by the way, we'll re-sign them. Hey, I got to give you credit, man. Now, see, that was a little slice of Cashman genius. Yes, right there. that was one of the best moves I think he's ever made in his entire tenure. I'll give him full credit for that. And he's happy that you endorsed it because, like, you know, you don't endorse much. <laughs> the king. Is yeah, and in if the your building. team's not hitting well and they lose six to nothing, then you know you plant some guy up in the green monster, and when he turns around and his shirt is red, it's a fastball. If he turns around and his shirt's green, it's a curve. And if he turns sideways, that's a slider, right? So. Well, perfect. And so I mean, you don't have to every, draft anyone. <laughs> everybody has to have a strategy. <laughs> I love the way they're. The, 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 you can't appreciate sports until you listen to Boston talk radio. So the, the Red Sox are now the greatest thing in the world. That that they're destined. Their core is the most wonderful manager in the world, and they talk about other teams and they cut them down. Your manager. Had to sit out last year. Why? Because he cheated, you know. And it, 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 he's not the greatest manager in the world. I hate the Red Sox. I don't know if I told you guys. I cannot. I can't watch them win. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, it's, just, it's <laughs> brutal for me. I just, I, I cringe. It, I can watch them lose. I mean, I make popcorn. It's great. I already said this ALCS is is the kiss of death because I don't know who to root for. <laughs> I, you know, because I hate both teams. Teams are now playing each other, and I don't think it's a coincidence. So, whatever. well, I guess in this case, I'm as long as the Dodgers can win tonight and then win their series with the Braves, yeah. I, I want to see the rematch, Dodgers Strohs. I want to see... And the Dodgers beat them. The, this is the only reason. Now, you guys should know the answer. Why I will root for the Red Sox to make it to the World Series if San Francisco was playing. And I will root for San Francisco to make it to the World Series. Why would I do that? You've got to know the answer. Um, <laughs> Steve, do you know? No, I don't. Michael Yastrzemski. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, what you know, Mike. Story he, that would be. I you know, to have yeah. has his grandson yeah, come back and play in yeah. the World Series. Yeah, it was a big deal when he came back to Fenway when the the Giants came in. I, you know, I remember I met him. Um, because he Which played one? for Aber- uh Mike. 
Yeah. He uh, I like met him. Grandfather. He does. Um, yeah. And I met him. He was playing for Aberdeen. Uh, he okay. actually was originally with the Orioles. I think he and Kevin Gosman. They weren't together. Gosman was before him. Gosman's the best pitcher I've ever seen in the mound here. But Mike Yastrzemski came in for a three-game series with Aberdeen. And a really nice kid. Really nice kid. No, I would love to see that. I, I, so that's, that's why that, that's why I was I saying earlier. See, that's uh, why earlier. Very uh, a long time ago, my ex-wife, God rest her soul. Now she's still alive. How do I think that happened to her? <laughs> but my ex-wife comes up to me one night. I was teaching aerobics at the time, and she says that um, t- starts telling me the story. And she says, "I was my wife was a a cheerleader, and she said she was over her friend's house, and she said this baseball player was there, and so she went home to tell her father that she met a professional baseball player, and he goes, "Who?" And she goes, "I can't pronounce his last name. His first name is Carl, and it's yeah, yeah. his uh, best friend was a guy named." Bob, Bill or Bob Spanswick, and he lived in Enfield. And Yastrzemski was in Enfield all the time. They were best friends. Yeah. And so her father says, you met Carl Yastrzemski? She goes, yeah, he's over on Booth Road right now. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Spanswick didn't really make it with the Red Sox, but they played minor league ball together. Yeah. And they ended up being best of friends. And Spanswick just passed away last year. So. Yeah, that's a shame. No, it's yeah, a, no. But, and it's just, but yeah, and and Mike was very, very nice. That's why it's like it's happened now because the spikes are here. Yep. I know so many people now that are in the game. Like you know, like you know, have I met JD Martinez? Yeah, I mean Brock Holt played here. Like Mike Schilt was just fired as the manager of the Cardinals. Mike Schilt was the third base coach the first year here in State College and is a phenomenal guy, so it just hurts when that happens. Um, tonight the Giants will play the um, the Dodgers. Yep. There's going to be a guy that's going to play for the Giants tonight that is an original State College Spikes player that Mike Schilt helped coach here, Donovan Solano. He was really? 17, 17 years old when he was here. He played the whole summer. This wow. wasn't like one of those... Two week things, and they moved him up. He played here all summer. He played second base, a little short, little third. All right, and you're like, yeah, he's a really tough, good player. Now, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, you know, he made it with. He finally made it now with the Cardinals. He made it with the Marlins, and he's been in the major leagues ever since. And he's playing for the Giants in the playoff tonight. So you make all these connections where it's really interesting. The games become more personal to you because you know some of the people. Well, it's funny how all the players, how it goes around. Like Gabe Kapler, I didn't realize Kapler was the manager of the Giants. Um, he could well, go everybody, back to everybody in Philadelphia knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he could go back to Boston, uh, the manager for the Dodgers. Um, Dave Roberts. Yeah, he stole a base or took an extra base, and he's a hero in Boston, but... And then Mookie Betts. I mean, there's a lot of storylines if the Red Sox make it to the World Series. So, 
Um, there's a lot of Houston makes it. <laughs> if Houston makes it, there's a lot of stories. <laughs> uh, Houston is Houston. I don't. They're a very, very good team. But oh, whew. yeah, you got that right. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I don't know if the Red Sox have the pitching to stand up. So that's going to be know. awfully tough. The only thing is, I guess what McCullers got hurt in the last game. McCullers yeah. been good for them this year. McCullers yeah. good pitcher. Sales so. has kind of fallen off Sale. the wayside. So yep. it, it's they needed sales. Um, five game yep. series, okay. Seven game series. Yeah, he'd have to get two starts. Hat on uh, what's his name? Evaldi. Uh, Evaldi. Yeah, and he's yep. pitched great all year, and what a good guy he is. And yep. that's about all the good stuff I got to say about the Red Sox. So. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, for me, it's a bye week, so no game this week. So yeah, I know. Right. yeah. We will take a break. We'll come back and we'll take a look at uh, the weekend games in the moment. We're going to do this today because Matt is going to Guadalajara tomorrow or something like that. I don't know. What yeah, something like that. That's like every time I turn around, somebody in the station's on vacation. I I I know because I'm the one that keeps punching the card. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. All right, couple notes for you uh, before we get to the picks. Uh, being a bye week, we do have the show tonight from 6:05 to 7. Alan Zemitis will be the football guest tonight. Talk about his career at Penn State, but also his job in the recruiting for Penn State. James Franklin is on the road doing a lot of recruiting uh, for the next couple of days. And also Erica Dombach, uh, Penn State women's soccer, will also be on the show tonight. And under the category of let's overthink it, Dave Roberts is going to start. He, He had... Julio Urias, the lefty slated for the night, who I think is a really good pitcher. Corey Knevel's going to start the game tonight. What? <laughs> so he can throw. He's a right-hander against a right-handed stacked lineup. They want him to pitch one inning. Then they'll bring Urias. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, stop. Just stop overthinking it. Yes. Jeez, give him the ball and go. Mike Yastrzemski is not in the lineup tonight. Oh. Uh, uh, well, they want right, right-handed hitters against the lefty Urias, but Donovan yeah, Solano. But in the National League, they're always pinch hitting, you know. Right, Donovan Solano is in the lineup tonight. He's going to bat eighth for um, San Francisco. So there you go. How's your quarterback? I think it's up to the coach to talk about that, not me. They haven't announced what was wrong with them yet. No. They usually don't do that unless it's a season-ending nope. injury. Why? What's the that's, big deal? That's the company policy. That's what they do. So my well, no I one follow... knows if he's going to play the next game. You can't win without him. So that's. Uh... I didn't say. I didn't say nobody knows. I'm just saying we're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so you know, but you can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I'm not going to talk about pro or con. You do. Well, I mean, it was announced that PJ Mustafer though is out for the year. That's a that's a big loss. He's a heck of a player, great leader. So, in other so, words, if he was out for the year, they would announce that. Yes, that's always been the policy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question answered. Yippee! Okay. All right. So here we go from no, last week. It is his job to say it. It is my job to stand there and listen. Well. Iowa would have lost that game by 30 points if he didn't get hurt. So they can celebrate all they want. 
They can't lose enough and, games as far as I'm concerned. And Riley Moss didn't. He got hurt, and nobody booed. All right, uh, so kind of held their breath. All right, go ahead. All right, so last week with our picks, I was the winner at 7-1. and one. Steve went 6-2. Yeah, and two. King went 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. So that brings our totals to Steve, 36 and 15, myself, 32 and 19, King, 27 and 24. Starting off with SEC Showdown. It's surprising, 11th ranked Kentucky Wildcats and Will Levis versus Georgia, number one, Steve. Georgia. Yeah, I got Georgia outright. It's, I don't just, um, I mean, they're 23 and a half, they're 23 and a half point favorites. They're just better. It's a tough week to pick games. There's very few. Yeah. It's like the only top 20, you know, top 25 matchup. So why not? Kentucky is playing well, but I I, I can't fall any further behind. I got Georgia. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Next one in the SEC, Auburn, now unranked, at number 17, Arkansas. King. Well, I got Arkansas. I'm riding the Razorbacks as well. I just think they're better up front to win this game. Steve. Auburn more athletic, they win. Ooh, okay. It's a good pick. I, I toiled it around. Uh, Arkansas hasn't been actually lighting it up, but you need Auburn to win, period. Well, it you wasn't know? a question of needing them to win. Uh, Arkansas's lost two in a row. I mean, they played better last week, but... Well, I'll tell you, Auburn's got speed. They do. I mean, there's. A, I, I was thinking to myself, Iowa, Auburn, who's better? I, I, Auburn's better than Iowa in a whole bunch of areas. The I'm Iowa fans don't want to hear that. But. The committee. I mean, the, the big wins Penn State had, they're not in the top 25 anymore, you know? Yeah. So it, it kind of knocks them down a peg. So I don't like that because Penn State's definitely a top 10 team. So. Well, well, one of the reasons they've been knocked down a couple of pegs is Penn State beat them. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how there's two of their losses. Yeah, I know, but you want them to be up there, to stay up there. So, other people beat them, too. So. All right, next one, Big 12. Texas coming off the shootout loss to OU, taking on uh, Oklahoma State. Steve. Tough one. That's a tough game to pick because, I mean, Texas is in a position where you can't let Oklahoma beat you twice. I think because I think the game's in Austin, right? That's correct. I, that's that. I'll I'll swing it to Texas's way because Oklahoma State's undefeated. I'm going with the Longhorns as well. Oklahoma State not enough opening up offensively. That catches up with them in this week. King. I got Oklahoma State because Texas just annoyed me to no end last week. <laughs> I got so many games last week that was just like, what? They're winning by 20? Yeah, you had a tough time last week. Lose? Jeez. <laughs> and then Boom finally, swings. ACC, NC State at BC. King. Boston College, baby. All right. They're a good football team. They are. This is a tough game for me to pick. Steve. Does anybody care? Well, that's uh, also that's, a valid point. got to pick somebody. <laughs> uh, I'll pick North Carolina State. I'm rolling with the Wolf Pack as well to get the dub. That'll be a good one for sure. I am absolutely screwed if I'm wrong. I'll be so far behind. Let's see. Okay, I got BC. You guys got NC State. That's right. You're the experts. Okay. All right, NFL time now. 
Arizona at Cleveland. Hopefully they play the game because there's three positive COVID tests among the Cardinals right now. But we'll pick it for now. King, who you got? I got the Cardinals. I got Arizona as well. Steve. I'm picking the games in Cleveland. I'm picking the Browns. I think, the, I think the Browns are going to win it. Um, the COVID thing extends to three players, so it's not exactly a mass outbreak. Um, so, But Cleveland. Next one, the AFC, the Chargers at Baltimore. Steve. Pretty interesting matchup here. Yeah, something about Baltimore, though. No matter what, they seem to somehow come up with something. Uh, and I really like the Chargers, too. They played a great game last week. I'll roll with the home team. I'll go with the Ravens. King? I took the Ravens. I, Lamar Jackson, God, I, he is great. He's not good. He's great. As long as he doesn't get hurt, they're hard to pick against. I got Baltimore. You know, I'm first making, time, I was leaning Chargers at first, but I think I'm going to lean Baltimore here just because after what I saw last week, I don't trust the Chargers trying to close out games. I think Chargers are still the better team slightly, but I'm gonna I'm actually gonna lean Baltimore myself. It was the first time in three years that Lamar Jackson drew a roughing the passer penalty. How about that? Wow. That's a stat. Really? Three years. You're kidding me. Did you Something see the not... game? I saw some of it. They were unstoppable. There was like no question they were gonna win the game. Yeah. You know? Once he got ahead of steam going, he couldn't be stopped. And he was throwing darts out there. So much for him not being able to throw. Yeah, but remember, Rodrigo Blankenship could have won at the end with a 37-yard field goal and hooked it. So, <laughs> Did you Shanked see the it. Green Bay game? <laughs> uh, no. That was I, fan- I know what you're talking about. No that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. They missed five, five field goals in a row in two minutes. And, the, and then the guy the thought he teams. made the game winner in overtime. They were like 30-yard field goals. They weren't like – and nobody wanted to win the game. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then they thought, and then the kicker thought for Cincinnati thought he won the game in overtime because the ball hit the flag <laughs> of the post. He's hugging everybody. <laughs> it's no good. Oh, that was that was hysterical. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so speaking of those, watched. speaking of those fun. Packers, they are at Chicago. King, I got the Packers, but Chicago's playing good. The kid's good quarterback, but. I still think Green Bay is just a step above. I got Green Bay as well. Steve? Matt Nagy still coaching? Yes. Yes. Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) And and finally, Minnesota and Carolina. (laughs) What do you got, King? I got Carolina. I'm rolling with Carolina as well. Steve? Yeah, I'll go with Carolina. But that's that's more a hometown pick with Matty Rule. Yeah. He's done a good job. Done a good job with that quarterback. I went back and forth on this one too, but I'm rolling Carolina. Minnesota's just also finding a way to lose games and not make yeah. 30 yard field goals either. <laughs> what a year. Uh, I've never seen anything like that with missing the field goals. You know, what's his name for uh, Green Bay at the end? He just threw his hands up. He got it. And he just said, oh, crap. <laughs> just walked off the field like, oh, I finally got one. You know, so, it was fun. Enjoy Guadalajara. Thanks. Have a good time, Matt.